I thought I would read you this piece by Pema Chodron to begin, and then we'll sit for some minutes, and then I'll come on and lead a guided loving kindness. There's a common misunderstanding among all the human beings who have ever been born on the earth that the best way to live is to try to avoid pain and just try to get comfortable. If we're committed to comfort at any cost, as soon as we come up against the least edge of pain, we're going to run. We'll never know what's beyond that particular barrier or wall or fearful thing. When people start to meditate or to work with any kind of spiritual discipline, they often think that somehow they're going to improve, which is a sort of subtle aggression against who they really are. It's a bit like saying, if I had a better job, I'd be a much better person. Or if I could only get a nicer house, I'd be a better person. Or if I could meditate and calm down, I'd be a better person. Or the scenario may be that they find fault with others and they might say, if it weren't for my husband, I'd have a perfect marriage. (laughs) If it weren't for the fact that my boss and I can't get on, my job would be just great. And if it weren't for my mind, my meditation would be excellent. But loving kindness toward ourselves doesn't mean getting rid of anything. Loving kindness means that we can still be crazy after all these years. We can still be timid or jealous or full of feelings of unworthiness. The point is not to try to change ourselves. Meditation practice isn't about trying to throw ourselves away and become something better. It's about befriending who we are. The ground of practice is you or me or whoever we are right now, just as we are. That's the ground. That's what we study. That's what we come to know with tremendous curiosity and interest. That ground of acceptance and care. It's critical in this work. So let's sit for a few minutes together.
Now as we move into the loving-kindness practice, you do want to be friendly to your body, so feeling free to move it as needed, when needed. As I think I mentioned before, the um, heart practices can be very creative. And uh, once took a 30-day course and each day the teacher tried to give a completely new loving-kindness practice. Uh, so some of them got to be pretty wild and interesting. So today I'll offer a, another favorite of mine, which is a nice kind of springtime summer loving-kindness practice. So, just imagine yourself walking on a country lane that's forested on both sides. Kind of a, the lane is like a canopy. And sunlight is being dappled by the leaves and there's a very gentle warm breeze. It's like San Diego weather, you know, like perfect and 78 and a half degrees. And so you're walking along this lane and your senses are really open. Feeling your legs move, the crunch of your boots on the on the lane, occasionally a twig, feeling the air on your skin, the breeze. various fragrances, honeysuckle, some of the other wild flowers, kind of walking into the, the trail of one scent and then having that scent dissipate and then another And so winding along, it's about the middle of the day. The birds are fairly quiet. You'll hear a few, but it's not, it's not feeding time. They're, they're pretty quiet. And you notice up ahead, all of a sudden, that a doe has bounded into the lane. You can see her from some distance and her ears are up and she's looking straight at you and you just continue walking toward her she's a ways off but now your eyes are riveted on her just wondering gee how close will I get 
and you're wondering whether this is the dough you've seen out here recently the one with twin fawns and sure enough the fawns pop out also stop right there in the lane and all three of them are ears up looking noses twitching you can see the sunlight dappling the little family you can see the white spots on the fawns they're young they haven't spots are still there and you're moving closer closer and finally they just kind of walk out of the lane they're not in a hurry and they just move off in the woods a little bit it's like they recognize you but this is not Walt Disney so they're going to move off a little bit but they're not going to run and so you walk along you you reach the area where they are you turn toward them and just exchange this glance and the little fawns start to move a little bit towards you and Mama stamps her foot just gently and snorts just a little snort, not a big deer snort, just a little one, just to let them know might not be a good idea. So they stop. But you have a destination, so you move on. And the lane starts to climb a little bit. It's a gentle incline feels good. A little sweat on the brow, moving along, feeling the body working. And on this day, all the parts are working. And so then off to the right, there's a little trail off the main lane, and you know it well. You just turn off in that direction. So you're walking on a little trail in the woods now. And up ahead, that trail opens into a meadow, a clearing. And you've got a little altitude now. So you're up. So you enter that clearing, and the meadow continues to rise. And so you continue to walk a little bit up the hill and then coming into view is your garden place that you've tended and put care lots and lots of love and time effort into You've got a little fence around it a white fence, picket fence, kind of kind of tall to discourage critters. A simple latch on the gate. You 
walk up to it. This is a very cool garden. You enter it. In the corner you've got a beehive. And the honeybees are working all the flowers. It's an interesting garden because all your favorite flowers are in bloom at once. So you've got the peonies and you've got the sunflower. You've got roses. You've got whatever it might be. You can call it your magic garden. Some peonies are open. Some peonies, the later bloomers, are still tight, but the, the ants are crawling on them, kind of eating the eating the juices like they do. And so you're admiring your work. Butterflies are moving from flower to flower. Bees are working heavily laden with pollen. It's almost like they can't, can't get airborne. They have so much pollen on their legs. Moving back and forth to the hive. You've got your bird houses there, your bluebird boxes. Bluebirds are moving in and out. Just a lot of life. Colors. All kinds of aromas. You're admiring your work, walking. It's not a huge garden, but you've got a couple rows of really beautiful flowers. It's a flower garden. And in the back of the garden is a shade tree. Shade tree is kind of on the north end of the garden. And you look then down the meadow. It's probably three, four hundred yards, and you see there's someone else walking up the meadow. And you think, I don't, don't know who that is. And so you have a box under the tree in the back of the garden. And you go and you open the box and you take out your clippers. As you, you want to present whoever this is with some flowers. So you take those clippers and you start creating a really nice bouquet. One and then the other. And that individual gets closer and you notice, oh, it's your friend. You know, and you feel your heart kind of leaping. How nice. I didn't know they were coming out today. So as they draw near the gate, you throw the gate open and see their face and a big smile. And you've got the bouquet behind your back. As they come in, you bring the bouquet forward and you say, for you. And their face just lights up. And you can feel the joy in giving. 
sharing. And then you take your friend and you walk them around the garden, you're talking. And you move back to where the shade tree is and out of the box you pull a blanket. And you sit there, look over the meadow, look over the garden, watch the insects feel the breeze and then you notice another being coming across the meadow and oh my gosh it's another looks like someone else you know another friend so as they get closer the two of you then assemble a nice bouquet for this person welcome them, greet them, really looking into each other's eyes and smiles, laughter. And you come and settle down under the tree together, just feeling the field that you've created, the field of friendship, care, love, and feeling that history that you have together. And after a while, one of your friends says, hey, what's, who's that, what's that? And you look and again, someone else coming up this meadow. What kind of day is this? I seldom get visitors here. So you go to the gate and this um, person draws closer and it's a really young person, maybe six or seven years old. And immediately you're struck, it's you. at an age of innocence. So this third bouquet, you kneel down to greet this being. And see and feel the heart of this being. The innocence the wakefulness, the life, the hope. You feel it all. And you welcome this young person in. And they're absolutely thrilled with what's going on smelling all the flowers, trying to get a butterfly to land on their hand, trying to get a honeybee to land on their hand, 
and having some success. Just alive to everything. And as you walk behind this being, you're just taken with love. The innocence and preciousness of this being is almost more than you can bear. So you invite this being to come on back. Let's let's sit down. And so everyone's sitting with their bouquet, your friends. And this precious young person, you. Now the circle of love grows in intensity. Looking, gazing into each of the faces and especially your own. resting in that field of care. Extending from your heart to that young being. So innocent, so full of awe to this creation. Alive and curious, open-hearted, free. As time passes, no one wants to move. What's been created is irreplaceable. So the radiance and the care of that little group extends beyond. It's felt by all the beings in the area, those rooted in the ground, the animals, the trees, insects. the great power of the open heart.
And as it gets late in the afternoon, your two friends have to leave. So there's hugs all around. And they head off down the meadow. And so spending these last few moments with this young child yourself. And the child comes over, you kneel down, they give you a great hug, a big smile, that final look of love and they turn and have to go skipping some looking back over their shoulder and your heart is full put the things away, the blanket, your clippers, look around to see if anything is needed in the garden before you leave, and you close the gate and descend. Walking again, heart, body completely full, open and radiant. And as you move down the lane, you recall those simple phrases. May all beings be filled with loving kindness. May all beings be well. May all beings be peaceful and at ease. May all beings be happy and free.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.